welcome back to Evil Popcorn. Yes, it is I, Mr. Popcorn. And we have something very special, uh, yeah, with this episode. It's our, you know, our second interview, technically. Certainly our biggest interview at this stage. We're very chuffed to have this person on board. Because I, myself, was uh, blessed with a surprise Christmas horror at the end of 2023. Um, hasn't been a stellar year, so this is a nice little treat uh, at the end of the year to receive down here, down under, on Shudder. I am talking about the sacrifice game, and I am talking about writer, predict, uh, writer, director, producer, and in my opinion, indie film punk rock legend, um, Jen Wexler. Jen, how are you? Thank you so much for joining us today. Good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. No. 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 It's an honor. It's an honor. Definitely. Um, yeah, as I say, yeah, it was a surprise Christmas horror. The sacrifice game came out here like uh, about basically about a week or so ago, and um, yeah, and I saw your film, The Ranger. Yep, and I follow yourself and uh, Heather Buckley, producer uh, online. So definitely keep an eye on um, what you're both up to. May speak if I may speak frankly. And so when I saw this pop up and Shutter, had to watch it and had a hell of a time um how do you feel about the film now that it's out and it's in the world and people are starting to talk about it get you on other podcasts and that sort of thing yeah man it's been a journey um I'm I'm really proud of it and it was certainly an adventure and a long one because I wrote the first draft of this movie in 2013 so it's been a decade yeah. in the making yeah, and you had that fun, fun time uh, that we had down here, of course, being a global phenomenon, being COVID and the pandemic. You got to yeah. really nail down, I heard, uh, during the pandemic, writing this, yeah? Yeah, so I wrote the first it. draft in 2013. I put it aside for a couple of years and I refocused on The Ranger and, um, okay. and producing movies to learn how to make movies first. And then in yeah. 2018, I came back to this draft and then, yeah, the bulk of the writing was really during COVID. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm um, good way to use the time. Good way to use the time. I myself started up my first podcast during that time to keep myself sane. So I get it. Yeah, you got to be creative. Yeah, you had to be creative during that time. You had to do something. Yeah. Yeah, you needed your like personal project to absolutely. Dive into. Um, now you you mentioned the Ranger there. That was your first. And that was your first feature film, correct? Because you produced yeah, other films before then? As a yeah. director. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and uh, forgive me, I don't have the year. I neglected to write down the year for The Ranger. Now, when did, they, when did that land? When did that drop? It world premiered in 2018 at uh, South mm -hmm. by, and then it came out on Shutter in 2019. Yeah, fantastic film as well. Lots of fun. Really enjoyed the punk rock energy to it as well. And I do see that same energy being transferred over into the sacrifice into the sacrifice game. It's a different presentation of it, absolutely. Um, but the same energy is there. But we'll get into that because I wanted to ask a couple of things about the Ranger. Um, because me and my uh, friend, my uh, podcast partner, shout out Shogun. Um, wanted to know a few things. Um, first of all, for me personally, was the Ranger the first time that you had complete freedom to fuel your love and influence of punk rock and horror movies into, you know, like a feature film? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the first time I I had made short films and I had complete freedom mm -hmm. on my short films too. Um, 
But the Ranger as my first feature, I was really like, I just want to fill this with all of my favorite things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And was that the first time uh, you'd worked with Heather Buckley as producer? It was. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she was one of my good friends before that. And she mm -hmm. was the first person I shared the Ranger script with. And yeah. she was just like supportive of me as a writer and a director for a long time before she officially became involved as a producer on it. Very cool. Very cool. So definitely check out the range of people down here. It is available on Shutter. Is it still on Shutter over there? It is on Shutter. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. And um, yeah, what myself and Shogun have discussed is uh, the Ranger as a horror icon. We both think he would make a great horror icon. He has his own symbology. You hinted at it, like with the stone sigil that they find out near the cabin. And then I think he's painted himself with it where, where he's wearing the wolf skin. And then there's the whole thing with the wolf, the little wolf and all that. Yeah. So there's already a kind of law kind of fermenting there. Did you have any thoughts, any plans for that to, you know, for that to happen, for him to become a horror icon at all? Oh, we would love that. And we're always talking about like, how do we make enough movies with him to get him into space? Because you mm -hmm. know that you made it as a horror franchise when your horror icon goes to space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely, you know, he's definitely got a lot. It's definitely got a lot of freedom by that stage when it goes to space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. J Jason X, shout out. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, very cool, very cool. So if it ever happens, we would love to see it down here, definitely. Cool. Um, sacrifice game. Now, in terms of cast and crew from the Ranger, do, who came over? Was it like a majority of people, a few key people? It actually wasn't that many people because we shot in Canada. So okay. just because of the way it was put together, we needed to hire mostly Canadian. But the people mm -hmm. that came over were Heather as a producer and also mm -hmm. Chloe Levine um, wow. who plays Rose in the Sacrifice game and Chelsea in the Ranger. Absolutely. And I'll throw this question out now. Um, Chelsea's, uh, sorry, uh, Chloe. <laughs> Chloe is great. Absolutely. Um, two very different characters, Chelsea and Rose. Yeah. Um, but except for a except for a very similar sense of empathy. Yeah. Now I was just wondering: is this was this due to uh, specific character briefs that you gave them, or and or I guess is this Chloe as well? Is this Chloe as a person, as an actor? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just Chloe that she has this energy where, like, I don't know. I you just want to care for her. I want to care for her. Mm -hmm. She's one of my best friends. Like after okay. the Ranger, we just became really good friends. She was a bridesmaid at my wedding. We oh, just very cool. like, and then when we were working on when my my now husband then uh, boyfriend were working on the script together because he's a co-writer on the movie Sean Redlitz, um, mm -hmm. we were writing the character of Rose for Chloe. And there's a photo actually it might be on her IMDb. There's a there she did a a like a photo shoot probably around 2018, and there's a photo of her that I saw and I was like oh my god this is wrote this is this character okay. I'm trying to write right now like you need to be this character and yeah. um yeah yeah it's it's really nice when you get to work with your best friends and uh and since we had already worked together on the ranger we already had like our creative language we could easily dip into mm -hmm. on set 
yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really nice relationship to have. Yeah, I've had it a few times. I act a bit myself, and I've had it a few times with a director. Yeah, and it's invaluable to create a really nice product at the end. Um, as is cinematography, and the cinematography in the sacrifice game is stellar. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, really, really good. I love the uh, from he from heaven to hell. Yes, with uh, the lighting as well, in terms of, you know, mise en place there is very cool. Um, is it the same cinematographer, same DOP from The Ranger? Um, it is not. It's, uh, it's not, okay. Uh, the Ranger was James Seward, who's a friend mm -hmm. from New York, where we shot. And on the Sacrifice game, it's Alexander Boussier, who is a Quebec DP. And um, I I was introduced to him and I saw his stuff and his stuff is just absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And um uh and we met and he really dug the project and the way we talked about it is like it's period it's takes place in 1971 but we mm -hmm. also wanted it to feel like like timeless and classic and like dreamy and fairy tale like. Absolutely, absolutely. While still having a very contemporary energy and feel to it yeah, as well, which is what impressed like me, yeah. Funneled through our 2022 when we shot um, aesthetics and views of the world, mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I noticed, not similar, but you have a vibrant uh, approach towards lighting as well with ranger and the use of pink and uh the sacrifice game uh, primary colors yeah is it like yeah. is that from you or do you have a specific kind of lighting person slash crew um well certainly it's a it's a team effort when you're mm -hmm. when you dive into a movie you're working with your dp and your gaffer to uh, create the right aesthetic and then they're bringing all of their magic and knowledge from the, you know the references and stuff that you're you're giving them in the beginning um but with the ranger certainly i i wanted it to feel like um kind of a throwback to movies like return of the living dead while also being okay. infused okay. with um lisa frank colors like the the neons and the pinks from mm -hmm. the early mm -hmm. 90s which was my you know as okay. a child i was decked out in lisa frank stuff and um and then with with uh, the sacrifice game, the primary colors I felt spoke to like movies like Black Christmas, for instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and because it is a Christmas movie, it made sense as well uh, to have those reds and greens and blues mm -hmm. and, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, very true, <laughs> very very true. Um, interesting, interesting. Okay, um, this is out of the blue. It came to me on my second watching. Reminded me at the very start of The Black Coat's Daughter, yeah, by Oz Perkins, yeah? Um, just, you know, the whole situation, being left alone in the school, that sort of thing. Um, and there was a, there were automatically, I mean, yeah, automatically, I mean, you see the Tarantino Manson-esque type opening. Yeah, the cold opening, which is glorious, absolutely. And then it switches, yeah, to this kind of, you know, the almost above the colours, but of austere attitude toward it all. Um, rambling point of this question is: What are some? What are some of your modern uh, film influences? Because I know you like your eighties and your nineties stuff. Um, you obviously, if not a fan, you know what you're doing and talking about when it comes to seventies and before that. Um, but in terms of contemporary, new, new stuff, is there anything that stands out to you at the moment? 
Um, well, certainly, by the way, well, I would say Tarantino, my references okay. for Tarantino were 90s, like Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs, which I saw again, like as a kid. And those kinds of things were like just stuck with me forever. And also as um, uh, a, a pre-adolescent um I was watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer and yes. like the late 90s teen slashers. So mm -hmm. tonally, and that was like my gateway into horror. So tonally, okay, um, cool. I think this movie, like the way that I actually describe this movie to people who haven't seen it are uh, it that it's like Last House on the Left by way of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm. That's a fabulously fucked up combination. I like it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Big Buffy then, fan um, back in the day as well. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. It's so good. And then I'm just, I mean, I'm a, I see lots of horror movies. I, I worked in the horror industry um, mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. 15 years. Um, first at a TV, ne a TV network called FearNet back in the day that no oh, longer yeah. exists. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then for production, the production company glass eye picks um and now making these movies um and uh anyway so i keep up with horror and certainly when uh the black coat's daughter came out i was a fan like that's a beautiful movie it is it is isn't it yeah 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 the the atmosphere the tone and then the reveal of it as well i'm a i'm a fan of a big reveal and we won't reveal yeah oh hmm. okay this is where i should say uh, spoiler alert. Yes, this is the point where you need to go onto Shutter and watch because we're going to go into some details, which if you think about it for a couple of seconds, it's going to give away some major reveals. And I love a good reveal and the Sacrifice game has a good reveal. And it involves uh, Kara, who is played by Georgia, is it Aiken? Aiken. Okay, Aiken, yeah. Uh, fantastic. Uh, yeah, first feature, I believe. First feature, yep. Yeah, yeah, stellar performance, absolutely. Um, what I was really impressed is she sold being an ancient demon slash, you know, perfunctory adult role uh, in a girl's body. Yeah, not easy yeah. to pull off, not easy to pull off, and she did it. So shout out to you there, Georgia, absolutely. Um, uh, da, 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 sorry, one sec. Yeah, what was he? What was the um, what was what was it? What was did you work with her intensely uh, for that, or did she bring a lot to the table? Yeah, a combination of both. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would say it was a combination of both. But like, just from her audition, she got it so instinctively, and she really understood the the mm -hmm. cross between between being a teenage girl and being a demon. Like, yeah. she got that, and she. Uh, um, came at it and was excited to play that. And it, it's the kind of thing, you know, especially she was 14 when we shot it. It wasn't the kind of thing that you can like just teach a person who doesn't get it. She got it. So she came, when she did her audition, she was like reading the lines already the way that I had written them and, and imagined them in my head. Um, awesome. She uh, on set, you know, we went through the scenes before we, I, we did everything that I do with all the actors. Um, which is we do rehearsals and we talk through the characters and we mm -hmm. talk through the character's arc. And then we would like, uh, before we shot a scene, just go through it. And one of the things that I did, well, I do this for everybody, but I made her a playlist. 
I make I each of the this. actors yeah, an cool. individual <laughs> playlist. And one of the songs that I put on the playlist for Claire, for Georgia, uh, was Sympathy for the Devil, Rolling Stones. Nice. Very cool. And I think that she really understood that, especially for the final climax dinner table scene. I think she really mm -hmm. owned that and yeah. made it her own. Yeah. I think that was part of the, um, that was just part of our communication was sharing songs back and forth. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And combined with the dress and the little combat boots there that she was wearing, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, she and got she's, like a horror, she's like a horror kid. She's like a horror oh, Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Very cool opportunity. Yeah, very cool yeah. opportunity for someone who is a fan at that age, yeah, to be in a film like this. That's very cool. Um, and the playlist thing is cool as well because uh, I liked the use of music in this, absolutely. I like how you inverted um, you inverted some songs, you know, uh, the way they're usually heard and felt, uh, Christmas songs and such. And um, and that's what I like with a lot of what you do. That's very punk rock uh, with your stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, like, if you look at the Sacrifice game as a Christmas movie, you flipped it entirely on your head, yeah, on its head. And um, is this what you plan to do when you go through other subgenres of horror um, in terms of what's coming next in the future? Are you, are you um, wanting to keep up that energy? Because it's very cool, because this is a movie about a demon as well. And if you look at modern Satanism and that thing, that's all about inverting and flipping this, this, the oppressive status quo on its head. And that spirit is alive in the sacrifice game, if not as overtly stated as in the Ranger, if that's fair. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, I think, uh, I don't know about the future. I think it'll depend on the, the script and the story. But certainly it's something as an artist that I'm attracted to. I love um, taking tropes and subverting them. I'm I'm always like trying to think about how to do that. And, yeah. and that's the, those are the kinds of stories that, that appeal to me. And I love using music in mm -hmm. like fucked up ways. And that was part of why I wanted to make a Christmas movie because I really was excited to dive into Christmas music and use it in twisted messy yeah. ways. You've got a really good way of twisting things and bending expectations, even in the simple ways that Kara uh, experiences the murders uh, that is being performed in her name. Yes, we don't know at that at this stage, yeah? But because Kara is also presented in such a shy, antisocial, possibly neurodivergent, if I may be honest, at the start, I was getting that kind of perception, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the way that you had her, you know, pick up on these things, it's not what you expected. It's not obvious. It's not spoon fed. It's not big arrows anywhere. Hey, remember this or anything like that. And then coupled with, um, and talking of inversions, you've got a guy who played Aladdin, who, <laughs> you know, yeah. is playing one of the most brilliantly theatrical slasher killers I've seen in a while. Yeah. Um, uh, what's his name? What's his name? I've got it here. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yes, um, yeah, check it out, people. Check it out. It's it's um, brilliantly done. Um, um, sorry, 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 sorry. What was I? Have I lost my I lost my track. I lost track there for a moment. Um, da, 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 da. And yeah, sorry. And yeah, talking about uh, yeah. So and his theatricality, which is very loud and boisterous, and Kara keeping quiet. I saw her. 
um, at the start just being summer, possibly who's been through some bad trauma. That's why she's at the school and also why she can deal with an intense situation while Samantha, who was amazing as well. Yeah, a beautiful counterpoint. Um, uh, she, you know, like um, she was just playing strategically that game. So all those things combined, um, with the veal come that she's the demon. I didn't see it coming and it was beautifully done. Yeah. I hope that made sense. <laughs> Amazing. End. Yes. And my hope is like, you know, once you watch it the first time, if, if one chooses to go back, you'll see the little, you'll see how it's, um, yeah, we're setting it up, especially yes. Georgia, um, in some of those scenes early on, like uh, the the dining room scene where they're tied up, it's just fun to watch what George is doing because she's like smiling in a creepy way. Mm, mm. The eyes, yes, the calculation yeah. behind the eyes is fantastic. Yeah. And of course, when we when the reveal does occur, we are treated to a fantastic dance scene. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This is a brilliant uh, dance scene. Um, was it all, uh, was it, if I may ask, was it modified at all the physicality or was that all Georgia? Oh, that was all Georgia. Completely. That was all Georgia. Yeah. And then yeah. the sound design, I'm not sure how you got the creaking bones going uh, go there. Don't have to reveal that, but it was beautifully done. Yeah. Really added to it. And um, yeah. And um, and it was just cool. It was contortion-y and macabre, but also what I was really impressed with in this whole film, I must say, because it's a very female-focused film, very female-led, yes, um, which I'm really into, really appreciate. Um, there was nothing sexual about it, yeah? I mean, every, all yeah. the guys want Mazzy, sure, but that's very typical, yeah? Um, but, <laughs> and certainly not with Kara. I thought that was really well done, yeah, because you do have an adult, you know, a very old spirit in a child's body, yeah? Yeah. Um, um, and what I wanted to ask, what I wanted to ask is, uh, yeah, what do you think? But it's challenging at the same time, yeah, which I also yeah. appreciated. What do you think? Um, how how do you see the line between challenging cinema and exploitation? Yeah, because that's a thing I imagine um, you as a horror creator. That's a question you think of and that you are faced in terms of commentary. Yeah. Yeah, well, certainly, you know, you bring up the dance scene, you bring up Claire. There there are a couple moments I was concerned about because she's an underage actress. Um, you know, I, an influence on the dance scene was the dance scene from Night of the Demons, which is okay. where yep. she's dancing in front of the fireplace, which is way sexier. So uh, I didn't want this to be sexy. I wanted this to be teen girl rocking out in her bedroom. And part of that was working with our choreographer, uh, Abby Leaf, a choreographer from New York. And um, right. just being who designed that dance sequence for Georgia um, and just being really clear, like this is not, this is rocking out, mm -hmm. teen girl rocking out in her bedroom and also empowering. Like I wanted it to feel empowering. Mm -hmm. This is when the demon mm -hmm. is gaining power literally in the movie and she's like embracing the power and she's excited by that power um Absolutely. so that was important and then also like there's a scene with grant where grant touches her the scar mm -hmm. on her stomach and we had an intimacy coordinator with mm -hmm. us for that just to you know make sure everybody um felt comfortable and also uh derek johns who plays grant is really just his performance is great at 
keeping it on that side of the line mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. um, of of he's going through this like he's looking into an abyss there's yeah. no sexualization at all no no uh because a lot of Kara's power is uh psychological yeah she yeah. fucks with their mind <laughs> quite yeah. in a very very heavy intense extraordinary way and her power is really exemplified when she is dancing and you see you know, she's just messed with grant he's staring into the fire and then you have jude walking through the hallway going i'm the vessel but i'm the vessel <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah which was I also, yeah, please. just off your question i also just want to say just in general i think the line between like how mm. you use how do you stop something from feeling exploitative is to really think about it from the character's perspective and to look at the journey through the character and their objectives versus looking at the character with the camera in more of a, a lingering kind of way. That's and it's really a well put. Yeah, how do you how do you look at the scene through the character's perspective? Yes, yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm. Okay, I'll throw this out there because I have been thinking about it myself, and yeah, it's to do with taboos. Should horror directors basically the question is should horror directors be concerned with taboos? Yeah, because there's two big taboos that I see in uh, horror at the moment. Um, and that is to do with children, and that is to do with uh, animals, yeah? Mm, yeah, uh, like not uh, killing a dog or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, or well, if you've seen <laughs> When Evil Lurks, that combines both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great scene, great scene. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> Berserk, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, you're talking about seeing through a character, you know, it's motivated um, by the characters you know needs wants that sort of thing and not what some spectator wants you know not to go into yeah. you know, detail but you get me you get me um and if if a taboo is confronted in such a way that makes sense in the plot yeah like it did with when evil lurks yeah um is is that you know is that just is that is that a way to justify working with taboos confronting taboos transgressing that sort of thing yeah 100 percent. i think that that yeah. is like when that's the point of the story, when it when it's thematically appropriate to the story you're telling and the message you're telling, and it matters to the story, then I think you should embrace the taboos fully and and uh, drive towards them head on. I think it feels exploitative. And by the way, exploitation is cool if that's the point of the story you're trying to tell. I think it just doesn't feel right and it feels exploitative when that's not the purpose of the story and you're doing it for no reason other than other than shock value. Unless, again, shock value is the point of the overall story. But you made, I think you made a point there with having, you know, uh, uh, the choreographer has, the, has a clear brief of what is required, yeah? You've got an intimacy coordinator on set, yeah? There are yeah. ways, yeah, there are ways yeah. to do challenging cinema and yeah 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 because i would argue adult entertainment you know i don't want yeah. horror horror movies i don't want rap music i don't want all that to just to disappear because it's seen as whatever but that's another whole kettle of fish yeah but you, yeah thank you for that thank you for that yeah 
Um, just yeah, here's an aside. Uh, Black Veil. What is Black Veil? It's, uh, it's yeah. <laughs> where did the name come from? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, it was uh, originally it was Black Wood. Uh, in the very like first draft of the script, and then I think I realized Lois Duncan's novel Down a Dark Hall was called the Blackwood School for Girls or something. So then okay. I took the idea of Blackwood and um and also like in the ranger it's blackwood point national park there's just something about uh, the okay. about yeah. the term blackwood that i was attracted to um and then uh uh the writer obviously he wrote the wendigo story in the 1800s Al i'm not pronouncing his name right algernon blackwood maybe um Mm -hmm. Anyway, there's something mystical about the word Blackwood. Anyway, that's where it started. There's already a school called Blackwood in Down a Dark Hall. So then I went to Black Vale, and Vale is kind of a valley and, uh, you know, mountains, valleys. And um, and then Vale, although spelled differently, is kind of like a shroud, you know, a, a, a thing you hide behind. Um, so it started to feel... Uh, in, like it worked for the story we were telling. Mm, absolutely. No, it's evocative. It's evocative, definitely. And um, yeah, just curious, just curious. Um, who So who produced the film overall? Because I know it's um, a Shudder. Is it a Shudder original, I believe? Yeah, it was. Yeah, but um, otherwise, who produced? Shudder and Red Sea Media was our foreign sales company, and they came on early. And then our uh, lead producers were Heather as well as Phil Kalen and Albert Malamed, and they are Quebec producers. So okay. Heather introduced me to them. They really loved the scripts and they brought us to Montreal and took us on a location scout. And we're like, let's make the movie here. We will put this movie together. And they were like, now they're like some of my best friends. Like they were an, were an incredible team. And then they connected us with, uh, the Quebec film community and our our crew was just awesome so it was but they put that whole they put the whole movie together fantastic yeah we hear good things about the Canadian film industry yeah yeah, yeah a bit a bit more freedom than Hollywood shall we say yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um if I may ask occult references for your demon anything specific um in the creation of the demon, I was looking at the lesser key of Solomon demons. Okay. And um, the 72. Yeah, the 72 demons. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to use one of those because there's certainly you have movies that use uh, those actual demons, like Hereditary, I believe, uses mm -hmm. a demon from there. Yeah. Um, but I was a little concerned about. <laughs> I don't want the demons to be mad at me for misusing them and misrepresenting them. So yeah. I mm -hmm. so I wanted to create our own version of but stealing some traits from various demons in terms of like the okay. powers that Clara has. And actually they call her Soralk, which is our own name for Clara, but uh little hint, which I haven't talked about too much, is that mm. Soralk is Clarus, which is male version of Clara backwards. Sorok. Um, Claris. Thank you. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So everything yeah. has like there's there's 
I mean, I, I worked on this for 10 years. There's like deep thought into every little tiny of course. thing. And then yeah, yeah, the, yeah. in terms of her uh, sigil, I took a mm -hmm. sigil, I took a sigil creation class in uh, at an occult bookstore in Brooklyn that sadly just closed, but it's called Catlin Books. And they taught us how to create sigils. So I created one. Um, it's what you have to do is um, write down a wish mm -hmm. and then you take those letters and you combine them until they lose meaning and the, the sigil just represents the wish. Mm -hmm. So our sigil, and now I can say what the wish is because I waited a long time without telling anybody what it meant, but now I'll tell you, which oh, is- Oh, wow, cool. Exclusive. In the end, exclusive. I, I told a couple other people before okay, this, but, okay. but just recently, like mm -hmm. I, I waited like until very recently. Very anyway, cool. it means manifest this movie. Oh, because I was trying to get the movie financed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so the sigil is manifest yep. this movie. But now the movie's out, so it has been manifested, and therefore Absolutely. the sigil worked. It did. People are talking about it. People are talking about it. Hey, some, you know, weirdo from down under <laughs> <laughs> is talking about it. So, yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for sharing all that. That's fantastic. Um, What's next? Um, I'm attached to a paranoid sci-fi thriller called Rachel, which I'm excited Ooh. about because I haven't done anything sci-fi yet. And um okay, do and you like sci-fi? I do. I like I I'm more a horror sci-fi person than strict sci-fi. Yeah. Um and I know enough about sci-fi to know that I should definitely not claim I like sci-fi when there are actual real hardcore oh, sci-fi yes. out oh, there. Yes. <laughs> um but I do like my horror sci-fi and uh i don't want to even want to get into things i like because i don't want to give away my references and influences okay. for the movie okay. that's in early mm -hmm. um early early pre-production um will you be adding some horror i guess is the big question definitely yeah cool. yeah there will be yeah. horror elements for sure um and you know that's i'm hoping it goes we'll see we'll hopefully know more after the holidays um but that's something I'm excited about. And then just working, just developing different ideas right now. And mm -hmm. we'll see what 2024 holds. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we will be watching. We look forward. Yes. Um, anything you want to plug? Do you want to say where people can get this? Any of your socials? Yeah. Um, so I'm on Instagram at bubblegum and blood. And the movie is on Instagram at the sacrifice game. And you mm -hmm. can watch the movie on Shutter as well as AMC Plus. Fantastic. Yes. And down here again, yes, you can watch it on Shutter and follow us on Facebook, YouTube, uh, at uh, Evil Popcorn Pod. And uh, yeah, Jen, um, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, this has been great. Yeah, I know you're a busy thank person. You. So, so really fun. appreciate that. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, we will share it up and spread the word for this, the Ranger, and whatever else you do in the future. Thank you for coming on Evil Popcorn. Thank you for having me. Cool. Whoa. Uh, uh, uh.